Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like the podcast Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. If you don't know Amber, she is smart, she's witty, she's insightful, she's honest, she's blunt, she's comforting, she's amazing. You're going to love her. So just search for Little Things wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. And what is faith? Faith is just grabbing onto Jesus. Like faith is crossing the end of your life, that goal line, trusting in Jesus. So you get the points, you win the victory. It's not about how good you look, how fast you are, how strong you are. The, the only question is, are, are you holding on to Jesus because we're saved by grace and through faith? My family and I took a pilgrimage to one of the most faith-filled places on planet Earth. You know what that place is? Uh, Disney. Have have you been there before? Um, To prove that we were good parents, my wife and I decided to spend way too much money, stand in very long lines under a very hot sun, and paid about $10 per mediocre corn dog. Yes, we (laughs) hope our children appreciate us. We sacrifice much. And when we took the trip to Disney, I had never really thought of it as a place of faith. But after just a day, maybe two, there was no denying it. Like, uh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard through the park speakers and the promotions and the, the videos and the little plays that they put on, if I had a dollar for every time they used words like faith or trust or just believe, I would have had enough dollars to buy another corn dog, I think. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. Everywhere we looked, it was just like th- this place where faith was at the center of it all. In fact, in this one moment, I remember sitting uh, on the curb in front of the Magic Kingdom, and it was the incredible light show, and Tinkerbell was swirling around the castle, and uh, she was kind of preaching this sermon, and the theme of the sermon was just believe. Just believe. Just Just have faith. I mean, you think of Disney, right? One of the biggest companies on planet Earth. The best, most inspiring message, the thing that you pay crazy dollars to experience, that they want you to go home with, is faith. It's pretty interesting, though, because it's not just Disney. Have you ever noticed, no matter where you go, whether you're in a church or outside of it, how often words like faith, belief, and trust show up? You know, like those football movies or for those of you who played football in high school, right, over the, the locker room door before you run out of the tunnel and onto the field, every player has to slap the big sign that says, believe. And when teachers want to encourage little kids, they, they get down on one knee and they say things like, I have faith in you. Or maybe you kind of had the plan, you know, I'm going to graduate high school, I'm going to get into this school, I'm going to get this job and it's going to be really rewarding, I'm going to make my mark and, and change the world, but... You know, stuff happens, stuff you couldn't foresee, and, and you start to realize, whether it's with friends, with your parents, with your own relationship, with your career plans, that when Disney tells us just believe, and the world tells us to slap the sign and, and have faith, uh, it's not quite that simple. 
Faith is incredible, and I would propose to you that it's necessary, but, but just believe in anything or anyone is not enough. It, it doesn't work, and it doesn't give anyone lasting peace or rock-solid joy. You, you need to have the kind of faith that's in the right thing. And that's what I want to share to you today, just a, a quick crash course on what the Bible has to say about faith. Uh, it's probably not a shock to you. We call this whole thing that we're doing the Christian faith. Um, Christians call themselves people of faith. The Bible talks about it on tons of pages, the word faith and trust and believe and rely upon. But today, I want to unpack that. I want to slow down and make sure we all know what that means. Because uh, the Christian faith is very unique. Uh, it's very powerful. It's very specific. And it might just be the one thing in this whole crazy world that you can rely on and find lasting peace. So we're going to open up to one of, I think, one of the best pages in the whole Bible, Ephesians chapter 2. And here the Apostle Paul is going to give us a crash course on the topic of faith. He writes, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Now, if you're taking notes, let me start with a very simple definition of that essential word. Uh, when I think of the word faith, uh, I define it this way. I think of faith as trust in something. Right, whenever you see that word faith, you should think of trust. And it's not just generic. I think that's where Disney gets it wrong. It's not just believe. The, the sentence can never end with believe, period. The, your brain should always say, okay, believe in what? Trust in whom? Uh, biblical faith is always specific and it's never generic. And this is what makes it so good. Because you don't have to be a Bible scholar to guess or to figure out that the Christian faith is about trusting in Christ. So when Paul says here that it's by grace that you've been saved through faith, what he's saying, uh, what I believe and what many of you who are Christians rely upon is that Jesus is the one that rescues you from danger. Um, Christians aren't people who rely on themselves. Uh, we don't believe in our general morality. We don't trust in the fact that we've behaved well enough to be part of God's family. Our entire reliance, we put our whole weight upon Jesus. Uh, kind of like the stool I'm sitting on, right? I put all I was going to tell you how much I weigh, but I realized that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> I put all of my poundage right on here, trusting that this could hold me. And, and that's what Christians think of faith. Like all of my salvation, all of my acceptance, all of my place in heaven and in God's family, it's all about Jesus. It's not like half me, half Jesus. It's all him. Paul says we are saved by grace and through faith. And uh, if you're living like I am in the 21st century, this is the really kind of sobering, humbling part of the Christian faith and the really beautiful part. Right, the, the humbling part is that Christians don't believe that we should believe in ourselves. Right, we, we are way too unreliable for that. Some days, do we do well? Sure. Other days, do we totally botch it? Yeah. <laughs> Some days, do we keep our promises? Absolutely. Some days, do we totally forget about the promises we made? Absolutely. Right? And so Christians, we don't look in a mirror and put our faith in ourselves. Instead, we look at a cross and put all of our faith in Jesus. We have trust and it's trust in Christ alone. 
That's why when uh, I was a teenager, my pastor put it this way. All right, this is, uh, ah, shoot, what is this thing? Yeah, f- football, that's right, sorry, I play soccer. That was my bad soccer joke for the day. <laughs> when I was 13, uh, my pastor used to say, um, I lived in Green Bay, by the way, so all, all the pastor's analogies involve football. And he said, that this football is a lot like Jesus. He said that the God loved the world so much that he handed every man, every woman, and every child his one and only son. And Jesus is so loving and sufficient that he gave everything, his whole life, that we could win a victory over sin, over guilt, over death, and over shame. It's like God, in this incredible grace and love, he's handing you Jesus. And what is faith? Faith is just grabbing onto Jesus. Like Faith is crossing the end of your life, that goal line, trusting in Jesus. So you get the points, you win the victory. It's not about how good you look, how fast you are, how strong you are. The, the only question is, are, are you holding on to Jesus because we're saved by grace and through faith? And what I remember about my pastor uh, teaching me that was the, the one time he said, you know, some people have really strong faith in Jesus. Uh, it's like they don't worry, they don't get anxious, they don't freak out, they just, I wholly trust, he's got a plan for me, he loves me, I'm saved, I'm not worried about that. And other people, he said, kind of have faith like this. <laughs> right, not the strongest faith in the world. But my pastor said, in a football game, if you cross the goal line like this, do you know how many points you get? The same as this. <laughs> and I remember that because he was trying to teach us that the best news of Christianity isn't how tightly you're holding on to Jesus. The best news of Christianity is that you're holding on to Jesus. <laughs> and so Paul gives us some incredible news. He says, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And then second, he expands on his teaching. Jump back to Ephesians 2 for a second. Uh, Paul says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. <laughs> now, if you put me on the spot, I would say to you that that, what I just read, what you see on the screen, is probably one of the top five passages in all the Bible. I'm curious, for some of you who grew up in church like I did, how many of you had to memorize this before you got to high school? Yeah, look around for a second. Keep your hands up. Wow. That's a lot of people from a lot of places raised by a lot of pastors and a lot of parents who told them, don't, don't miss this one because this is what our faith is all about. Uh, and that wasn't foolish of our parents and our pastors because Paul's just relentless here with the good news that all of our faith and trust is in Jesus. Did you catch his repetition? He says, uh, this faith thing, this salvation thing, he says, it's not from yourselves, which means it's not you. Uh, it's the gift of God, he says next, which means it's still not you. <laughs> it's not by works, he says, third, which also means it's not from you, <laughs> so that no one can boast. <laughs> well, why can't you boast about it? Because it's not from you. Like, the whole thing, the whole shebang, start to finish, <laughs> From this goal line to the other one, it's all God, it's all a gift, 
It's all of his work, all of salvation, 100%. Jesus on the cross saying, it is finished. And Paul says, that's really good news. God giving you his son, Jesus giving you his life, and even the fact that we hold on to Jesus in faith, it's all God. Even faith itself is a gift that God in his generosity and kindness gives to us. Um, actually, if you've read Ephesians chapter 2, this makes total sense. Um, here the Apostle Paul, some of you will remember from last week, uh, he said that before Jesus and before faith, we were dead in our sins. All right, think about that. Uh, if you said to a dead person, just believe, just hold on to Jesus, it'd be rather challenging, right? <laughs> uh, let me show you a picture, actually. Uh, I love how this picture describes it. Right, it's like, there's Jesus. And if you could just hold on to Jesus, you would be saved. You'd be part of God's family. You'd make it to heaven. But there we were, spiritually dead, like that skeletal hand. So how does a dead person take hold of Jesus? I love how this artist puts it. That, that's God. Um, the Holy Spirit in the Bible is sometimes depicted as a dove, and Christians over the years have called him the giver of faith. Like, we were dead, and the Spirit himself made us alive. Like, we didn't deserve anything, we couldn't have done anything, but God, in his great love, did not just send Jesus and then make us believe. He sent his son Jesus and then gave us the gift of faith. So, if you're taking notes in your program, here's point number two in our study of faith. And we learned that faith is trust in something, Point number two, I would tell you this, that faith is a gift of God. It's not my work, Paul says, it is not for myself, it is the gift of God so that no one can boast. All right, let's jump to point number three. Two points down, two to go. So how does it all happen? All right, like you're dead, you don't believe, you you trust in yourself. You think I'm a fairly good person. I should probably go to heaven, right? Because I'm not Hitler and I'm not terrible. Like, how do I go from that to trusting in Jesus? To relying upon Jesus? Do you just wake up and boom? You have faith? Nope, there's actually a beautiful process. Here's how the Apostle Paul puts it in Romans chapter 10. Uh, he says in verse 17, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. You know, he says faith comes from hearing the message. Right? And so if you want to hold on to Jesus, and if you want your faith to get stronger in Jesus, what you need is to hear about, <laughs> to hear about Jesus. Uh, and I wonder, um, have any of you ever noticed this? That when you come here to our church on a Sunday, in part after part after part after part of the service, we're talking about Jesus. It's like you get to hear the message way before and way after the official thing that we call the message. And when I get up here to talk to you and encourage you in your faith, do you know what you will find time and time and time and time again in my message? The message. 
In fact, uh, let, me, let me write you a check that you can always cash here at the core. If you ever come to church and I say amen without opening that book and quoting the message, I give you full permission to slap me in the lobby. <laughs> and I'm talking not lightly. I mean, you full up, <laughs> you get to wind up, you <laughs> forehand, backhand, you can do whatever you want because this is not a place of inspiration. This is a place of transformation. This is a place where I just don't want you to laugh or cry. I want you to be strong in your faith. And Paul knows that faith comes from hearing the message. Right? It's all throughout. And after I say amen, we're going to say a prayer called the Lord's Prayer, which comes directly from the message. And I'm going to meet you at a coffee shop and I'm going to bring my little Bible so whatever you're going through, I can share with you the message. And you're going to come in for counseling and the Bible's going to be right next to me because I'm just waiting and listening and trying to think of the right passage to give you more of the message. And then we're going to say, you should really listen to Christian radio when you're in the car. Why? Because <laughs> you get more of the message. And, oh, have you heard about that Bible app? You could start a plan. You could read it with us. What is the whole thing about? Like our whole mission, our whole vision. It is all about getting you as constantly connected and plugged into the message. Why? Because Paul says, Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing the message. So write this down. Yes, I say amen to that too, little man. All right, so faith comes as a wonderful gift we learned. And, and where does it come from? Write this down. It comes from God's word. That's how God gives the gift. Faith comes from hearing the message. Now, before I jump to our final point, uh, let me make a plea to those of you who are between the ages of 13 and 20. Can I see your hands today if you're here between the ages of 13 and 20? Let me see you. You're like seven. Why are you raising your hand? All right. Mom and dad, we're going to pray for you for that one. Yeah. Okay. If, um, if you're between 13 and 20, if you're kind of high school, college age, um, let me save you from losing your faith. Uh, this is like classic uh, Christianity. Kids are, are born and raised in really solid homes that are frequently connected to the message. Right, it's like mom and dad took me, sometimes they had to drag me, sometimes they had to bribe me, but they kept me close to the message. And, and you get to that point, maybe it's when you're middle school, maybe high school, for sure when you get off to college where you feel like your faith is really strong. And I'll grant you that it might be. But guess what happens if you get into high school or you go off to college and you stop hearing the message? You start to lose that strong grip on your faith. But you don't stop hearing any kind of message. You hear other messages about what life is about, what death is about, and the answer is you would have been hearing constantly if you were connected to the message. There'll be a distant echo in your mind and you'll be in serious danger. Right? Like, like one tragedy, one really persuasive professor, one relationship with someone who's not really passionate about the message. Thank God we, we can be saved with weak faith, but, but if our faith gets weak and we get hit by life, we can lose the message. So um, let me encourage you, let me beg you, if your faith is strong right now as a teenager, it's probably because you've been hearing the message. 
And two years from now, if you want your faith to be just as strong, you need to keep hearing the message. Faith is an amazing gift from an amazing God. And according to Paul, that faith comes from hearing the message. Here the Apostle Paul says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. If you're taking notes, write down this final point, that faith wants to work. Uh, If God has given you the gift of faith, then even though it's difficult and even though you will do it very imperfectly, there is something inside of you where the Holy Spirit dwells that wants to work. Uh, I want to love God. I want to do the right thing. I want to keep forgiving. I want to be patient. It's complicated. It's messy. God, forgive me when I get it wrong. But if you have faith in Jesus, you want to. So, if my math is right, our, our church is about 12 years old. Uh, I'm really curious, uh, how many of you were here when our founding pastor, Pastor Ski, was around? Yeah, a bunch of hands. Uh, pastor Ski, he laid a great foundation for our congregation. And one of my favorite, favorite Pastor Ski quotes is this. It's not a have to. It's a get to. Uh, That was Pastor Ski's way of saying, if you have faith, you want to. Right? Come to church? Do I have to? (laughs) No, faith says church? Where I get to hear lots about the message? (laughs) Where the Holy Spirit's going to keep my faith strong in Jesus? I'm not afraid, so I don't worry about life? That's not a have to. You you don't have to twist my arm for that. That's a get to. That's a want to. That's a I can't wait to. Give money? Do I have to? (laughs) Faith says, no, 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 wait. God gave me his only son. That son gave the only life that he had. The Holy Spirit gave me the gift of faith. Like, no, no, God, I I want to. I I get to. I I get to be part of the work you're doing in our community and our world. Forgive the person who's hurt me. Do I have to? No, I have to. (laughs) No, faith says, I've been forgiven. A million times over. God left all seven billion stones that I threw at him alone. I get to forgive. I want to forgive. It's not going to be easy. I'm going to try to forgive. This is what we call the fruit of faith. Faith wants to work. And yes, we struggle. And yes, we sin because of our flesh. But there's something within people of faith that wants to. Not because if we do enough works, we're going to get saved. But because we've already been saved by grace and through faith. So, put all of that together, and what do you got? You got a great teaching about faith. Faith in the Bible is trust in Jesus. It's a gift from God. It's given through God's word, and that faith wants to work. Friends, that is the Christian faith. When I think of faith, I think of Stephen Colbert. Another name from Comedy Central. There was this epic interview, I think back in 2010, where Stephen Colbert was interviewing a reggae artist named Jimmy Cliff. 
Uh, and if I have the story right, Jimmy Cliff was a, a little bit older. He had experienced a lot of different kinds of faith and religion. He, he was kind of done with it, right? He, he was moving past his belief in, in everything else. And as they were talking about it, Jimmy Cliff said to Stephen Colbert, you know, you know if there is something like a judgment, if I have to stand before some kind of God, I, I would prefer to be judged by truth and facts. And Stephen Colbert, with his you know, incredible wit and timing, he, he looked back and he said something that Christians noted and then they quoted. Stephen Colbert said, truth and facts? I'll take faith and grace. Me too. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. That's faith. Let's pray. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for the fact that we can totally rely upon you. Uh, you're the only completely trustworthy person in the universe. So when we put the full weight of our eternity on your son, we don't have to worry and we don't have to wonder. Uh, thank you, God, for your word which is so clear that it's finished, the work is done, and for everyone who has faith in your son, Jesus, there is no reason to be afraid. Uh, I pray specifically today, God, for every uh, teenager who's listening. Um, uh, Jesus, you once said that faith as small as a tiny mustard seed could move a mountain. And it was the small faith of the thief on the cross next to you who, who cried out, remember me, and that was enough. Thank you so much, God, that even though we struggle and we stumble to fully trust and rely upon you, that we're okay. We're safe and we're safe because it is by grace that we too have been saved through faith. We love you, God. We rely upon you and we pray that you would be the object of our faith in the days to come. We ask this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Pop quiz. What did Jesus talk about the most? I'll give you three seconds to answer. <laughs> Did you say love or forgiveness? Maybe heaven? If so, you are absolutely wrong. <laughs> the correct answer to my pop quiz is the kingdom of God. Okay, here's a bigger question. Do you know what that means? The kingdom of God? The kingdom of God, Jesus' number one teaching, is the place where God has the ultimate authority and he provides eternal safety. We might say it this way, it's the heart where Jesus is both Lord and Savior. Authority and safety, that is the kingdom of God. And to be honest, I never knew that. I read that phrase in my Bible for so many years without slowing down to think exactly what those words meant. But now once I figured it out, I'll never forget it. Sometimes we just have to slow down to fire up our faith. And that's why I want you to have this brand new book called 30 Words to Fire Up Your Faith. You probably heard of words like blessed or grace, maybe even fancy churchy ones like atonement. But have you ever slowed down long enough to figure out what they mean? In this book, which is a unique combination of devotions on scripture and activities like puzzles and fill in the blanks and drawings, we're gonna go deep into some of the Bible's biggest words. And you're gonna find out just like I did that when we slow down to understand what the scripture is actually saying, God does great things for our faith. 
30 Words to Fire Up Your Faith is our way of thanking you for your financial support. Request yours when you give by calling 800-661-3311, visit timeofgrace.org, write us at P.O. Box 301, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53201, or text TIME to 313131 to give today. Time of Grace doesn't end here. Visit timeofgrace.org and explore encouraging resources or sign up for our daily email and have everything delivered right to your inbox. Like our Grace Moments devotions, Grace Talks devotional videos, blog, and podcasts. Follow us on social media where you'll find a supportive Christian community. If you need prayer, give us a call and let us know what's on your heart. Thank you so much for your support. See you next week on Time of Grace.